powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Game Over Winnipeg. My name is Liz, and I am here to cover a fantastic Winnipeg Jets win today. Before we get started, I just need to address my hat for those of you who are watching live or watching this on YouTube. I lost a bet with Peter and Audie over who was going to win the game on Wednesday. I would never wear this by choice. Hopefully the Flames lose tonight and I have the chance to, you know, really soak it in with this beautiful Flames hat that I have from one of my good friends. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to talk about the 2 nothing win over the Nashville Predators tonight. And I am super excited to be joined by Eric Young. Eric, how are you doing today? Uh, I, I'm doing well. I'm alive and well. Uh, I can't say so much about the Predators' playoff chances. I mean, the reality is is they're not supposed to win any of these games. Um, certainly weren't supposed to win this game. Uh, Jets were definitely the better team. Second period forward, it was it looked like a power play basically. But yeah, it was a it, it was a fun run while it lasted, and uh, we're here to break down the game. And I'm always ready to talk hockey. Awesome. Well, that sounds great. I, I know for myself and a lot of other Jets fans, uh, beating Nashville always, you know, these games bring back a lot of memories from 2018 and the, that amazing series, some of the best hockey I've ever watched in my life. So seeing those jerseys go off the ice after a loss still feels pretty special in my heart. But uh, I, I like a lot of players in the Preds and they've been a fun division rival for the last little bit. Uh, before we break things down, Eric, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and why you're here on the show with me today and how you've become a friend of Game Over over the past little bit. Yeah, I'm a, a professional wrestler by trade. Uh, I guess that's kind of uh, how I, I, I've gained some notoriety in the world as a professional wrestler. I've worked for TNA wrestling. I worked for NXT. I've worked for Raw and SmackDown in the WWE. Uh, worked for Impact Wrestling, and I'm currently kind of in between uh, some kind of big stuff in the works right now that I can't discuss. Um, but that's kind of how a lot of people would know me. Uh, I'm a crazy hockey fan. I watch 200 to 300 live games. Uh, I mean, on television every year. I go to as many live games as possible. Um, I have a subscription to the hockey news. I live, breathe, eat, sleep, drink, sweat, bleed hockey. Uh, it's my favorite sport outside of pro wrestling. Uh, people will argue that it's not a sport. I will argue with them all day. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, I've loved hockey my whole life. Played it poorly when I was a kid. Still play it poorly as a rec league player. Uh, but yeah, I just love hockey. Uh, I've worked for the Athletic. Uh, doing fantasy hockey coverage. Uh, I've worked for Pat Mayo. Uh, I've worked for FNSTY. And now I'm currently working for FTN uh, and me, Chris Meany's show. Dangle Bet Selly can be seen on Gate Plus Network, the uh, Fantasy Network, or uh, FNSTY uh, Network, FTN Network. Uh, yeah, it can be seen on YouTube. All, anywhere you can see shows, it's, it's out there and available. Um and just a, a hockey fanatic, really. Um, I'll watch uh, games all night, every day. Uh, technology allows me to watch them anywhere in the world, uh, any country that I'm in, any time zone that I'm in. So it's uh, it's definitely a massive, massive passion of mine. And I'm good friends with Steve Tangle, Adam Wilde, Jesse Blake, your fearless leaders over at uh, the SDPNY uh, or SDPN Network, which I love and I love the story of it. And this will be my third game over appearance. I, I joked on Twitter earlier that those guys are going to have to start paying me. But uh, I'll talk hockey all day, any day. And I'm really happy to be here. 
Awesome. Well, that's super, super exciting. And, you know, obviously Preds fan, that's why we got you on today to talk about this yeah. one in particular. Yeah. So um, let's dive right into it and tell me a little bit about what you saw tonight and your just your general thoughts um, on the game, either from a Preds perspective or just from the overall perspective of what you saw in this frame. Yeah, I mean, like as a Preds fan, uh, I moved to Nashville in 2004 and I, I fell in love with this team. Uh, I do a, a ton of stuff with the team. I, I work and appear at a ton of their charity events, uh, play in their golf tournaments poorly. Uh, I play in their bowling tournaments poorly. Um, yeah, and I have friends with a bunch of the players and, and a bunch of the people that work there still today. And uh, it's an amazing organization and they've had an amazing run in building a hockey base a, a fan base that it can be rivaled by by almost any fan base you know like the vegas golden knights it's considered you know one of the game best game experiences all of that stuff i think was taken from and learned from what nashville was doing here in tennessee uh obviously not a traditional hockey market but they've carved out uh a real niche in in the sports community here and uh it's full most nights especially when they're competitive uh, there was a stat shown on the game. I think the the, the top six for Winnipeg had thirty eight hundred games as NHLers, and the Preds have seven hundred and fifty five. So a little bit of disparity there, a little bit of difference. Uh, and the reality is, is I mean, between Ekholm being traded, Niederreiter, which you guys I'm sure are enjoying, a player that I've loved since he played in Carolina. Um, Yossi being hurt, Forsberg out, Johansson hurt. They had uh, 9 to 11 players that would normally be playing in Milwaukee at this time of year in the starting lineup tonight, playing important minutes. So the reality is, is they're not supposed to win any of these games. They shouldn't even be in this position, but it's been a hell of a ride, and the kids are playing their hearts out. First period was pretty even, and then the, Jet, uh, the Jets just took over. And that's the Jets that I think I should be seeing most nights. You know, they're – They've got a ton of speed, good skaters, big bodies, and they were pressuring the Nashville Predators second period, third period, and uh, they're going to do very well if they can play that kind of game against anybody in the NHL. Yeah, definitely. There were there were some moments and flashes um, in that second period and that, and later in the game as well that I thought this team looked really strong and they looked how they want I wanted them to look tonight in particular. Obviously, this game is super important and I feel like people have been hearing me say that since like February, March. You know, they've all been important. We all know it's important. Um, but it's true when you're at the bottom true. like that, right? Absolutely, yeah. yo, for sure. And especially when it's against someone else who's in the race just as much as you are. Like you said, the circumstances surrounding. Their positioning in the wild card are a little bit different where Jets fans, you know, started this season as the top of the division and they should have stayed up there, you know, and, and whatnot. Um, whereas the National Predators were legitimate sellers of the deadline. And so that's, that's a little bit different. But like you said, the kids are playing their heart out. So it's been really fun to watch them and whatnot. But yeah, the Jets team definitely um, got their act together a little bit in the second, which was really nice. And the power play looked a little bit stronger. I thought they had some really good puck movement at five on five. Um, but you mentioned a player earlier and I wanted to sort of really start off by talking about Nino Niederreiter in particular. So it's really nice to have someone who is a Preds fan, longtime Preds fan on the show to talk about that player. Because anytime you bring in someone at the deadline, from a market that you are less familiar with, obviously when it's within division, you know them relatively well. But you like hearing what other fans have to say about that player and what they saw when they were with their team. So obviously, Nino Ryder wasn't with the Preds for a super long time. But what are your thoughts on that player? Anything that you might have seen from him tonight and what your thoughts were at the deadline when the Jets traded for him? Yeah, I mean, to me, uh, tonight was more of the same. Uh, you know, a guy that can really skate. I don't think I fully understand how 
how big he was until he got here. And I could compare him to players that I, I watch every week. Um, like I said, like I'll watch 200 to 300 games on TV a year, uh, which doesn't leave a lot of time for sleep, but that's okay. Uh, he's he, he's a really good player and was a really good player in Carolina. And uh, exactly the kind of player that you want going into a playoff run. Can play in your top six, is good in every situation, Is has a big body, can skate well, can shoot well, uh, has enough skill to play in the top six. But what I think the Jets are going to enjoy most is – the physical nature of his game and he can play mean, and that's important at this time of year. Uh, tonight was basically a playoff game and he was noticeable anytime he was on the ice. Like, like he was here in Nashville too. You know, I didn't want to see him go. And I think he, it looked like he enjoyed the time here was a good player for them. But the reality is, is they made all the right moves trying to, you know, sell some players, um, they were never really in a position to to make the playoffs somehow rattled off a bunch of wins with all these kids up from Milwaukee uh, and, and put themselves in a fighting position basically until tonight. Uh, and I think mathematically, I was promised there would be no math today and I'm terrible at math, but I think mathematically they're still in it. And I think especially if Calgary loses tonight. So we're both cheering for Calgary to lose. Oh, definitely. Definitely. We'll be cheering yeah. for those guys to lose. Um, but that that's nice to hear, and I, I definitely agree with the whole concept of the mutual fit as well. Because, like you said, um, you know, it, it wasn't the position they were in to to keep all of their players and whatnot. And it was a great fit for the Jets, and I think they always like bringing in guys who have a little bit of extra term as well. They're they're a big fan of that. You know, whether it's an expiring person that they can sign to an extension, or they bring in a player with an extra year or two. It's been a great fit. I really like him on the Jets. Um, he's found some a spot right now, at least with the way they're deploying the lines. Um, on the third line with Adam Lowry and Mason Appleton which is an interesting fit, and I didn't like it at first. Um, but I like the way that the Winnipeg Jets' top six was playing tonight for the most part, and that actually brings me to our ad read that I want to share. So get in on the action and make your bet with Sports Interaction. Every hit, every shot, every goal. From all your favorite teams and players, like what we saw from Nikolai Ehlers tonight, there's always lots that you can bet on, especially with a player like that, getting on the scoreboard in some capacity. So with competitive odds, the best in live and play, and more ways than ever to get into the game, like Minute Madness, the exclusive game that we have at Sports Interaction with so many opportunities to win by the minute. Download the app in Ontario using the QR code that you can see at the bottom of my screen or head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN to get started. 19 plus, please play responsibly. So with the Winnipeg Jets top nine right now, they're operating with uh, Kyle Connor, Mark Shifley, and Pierre-Luc Dubois, their top line, um, which I will talk about in a little bit, of course, but I want to talk a little bit about Nikolai Ehlers on the power play tonight and also on their second line. So did you have any thoughts on that player tonight, what you saw from him and, uh, you know, just kind of the conversations that have been surrounding him across the league in the last little bit? Yeah, I'm, I'm in lockstep with almost everybody and especially including Winnipeg fans. I don't understand why he's not playing more. Um, I, I, I get that there's, you know, uh, 12 players uh, th- that have to play and uh, on offense uh, and the four of the forwards, but the reality is, is, Ehlers is, I mean, probably their best skater outside of Kyle Connor. Me and Chris Meany, uh, we've loved Kyle Connor for years. Um, we coin our show a Kyle Connor show. Um, I'm the crazy guy that bets on goal scoring. And uh, anytime he plays, I bet on him to score. Hasn't rewarded me this year as much as he did last year. Um, but he's just, I mean, he's just such an electric skater. Uh, Ehlers got the puck, uh, went behind the net during one of the power plays and was really winding it up, skating through uh, the middle of the ice. It looked like everybody else was skating in mud. 
compared to him. He's just uh, for people that have worn ice skates and and know how difficult it is for a player to move that effortlessly uh, and at that at speed with world class skaters around him. Like it just jumps off the screen to me. His skating ability, um, offensive touch. Uh, he's tenacious. Uh, a really good forechecker, and I believe. Wheeler should be used more. You mean like the reality is, is players like Blake Wheeler, who, who's been a very good player for years. I mean, he hasn't scored in, I don't know how long you're closer to the team, but I know it's been a long time since Blake Wheeler scored and uh, he is not the player he used to be. And I feel that Wheeler should be playing up and be playing more minutes and taking away from some of the, the older players. Winnipeg is going to have a real, uh, a lot of problems coming up with the salary cap and some of these long-term tra- uh, contracts and players that are 30 plus uh, it's going to be difficult for them. And everybody's going to run into salary cap stuff. Eventually uh, the Winnipeg jets have been competitive for, I mean, as, as, as long as I can remember them go, you know, since they showed back up in Winnipeg, it, they've been a very competitive team. So they're going to hit that wall and hopefully they get a good, long, deep run. Um, Hellebook looked really good tonight. Uh, at the start of the year, like you were saying, like they're in first place, they're uh, leading the central division. At one point, I believe they were leading the Western conference and you're like, okay, yep. The the jets are back and uh, it fell apart. And I don't, I don't know, you know, I've watched tons of jets this year and I don't know what it is, but I, a big thing for me is Nicola Ehlers needs to be playing close to 20 minutes a night. Absolutely agree. And this is why I got you on the show. This is fantastic. And I completely, completely agree. But it's interesting that you say that you're you're a massive Cal Connor fan. Uh, so he's been playing Love up him. in a very interesting line as of late um, with two centers, with Mark Shifley being moved to the right wing uh, and playing with those guys. What did you think of that line tonight for, for myself? I thought they were buzzing out there. They were definitely. And, and I think uh, as a person who I, I play center in rec league and like, I'm not comparing it, but I'm just saying that's where I feel most comfortable uh, when I'm playing rec league. Cause I, I can skate pretty well still at my age. And uh, I'm often the most fittest on the ice because of my other occupation. Uh, so I don't get tired like some of the other players do. And I think, Shifley, a lot of like we saw in Toronto tonight, them moving John Tavares. John Tavares has played center his entire life, right? All the way from junior hockey, from grade school, all the way through the OHL and and every game as an Islander and every game as a Toronto Maple Leaf, he's played center. But moving him to wing and having Kyle, uh, um, O'Reilly play center, it, it frees him up and, and relieves some of the pressure on Tavares. And I think because of his skating, he's more, um, what's the word? He's more effective as a winger. And that might be what's happening with Shifley there too. Uh, I love that line. Uh, Kyle Connor is one of my favorite players to watch in the NHL. It's just an electric skater. I mean, an unbelievable shot and release, like world-class, like, you know, top 10 probably in the league. Every time the puck is on a stick, like tonight, every time he had the puck on a stick in the, in the offensive zone, I'm holding my breath. So I was uh, winded. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, like, I, I think you made a good point about Mark Shifley and the movement to the wing, because I think, especially the way that the Winnipeg Jets play, too, I find that there, there's a lot of pressure on that center to have a little bit more of a defensive conscience. You know, with some teams, especially when they play some really straight up trap defense, they have a lot of guys coming up the walls. Sometimes their wingers have to do a pretty good job of, you know, blocking up those guys. But Mark Shifley is a very defensively deficient player, which doesn't 
always work the best with the way the Winnipeg Jets play. So I've liked the move as of late. Um, it'll be interesting to see if that's a fit they want to keep uh, going into the playoffs, if that were to be the direction this team goes, of course, pending a Vancouver Canucks win tonight and a couple of other um, outcomes to come this week. But um, I, it's really interesting to put him there, and I'm a big fan of moving guys around if the team isn't working and the team definitely wasn't working they've been a lot better since they put those guys together so uh, hopefully they can keep it up and also keep moving those pucks on the power play because the power play looked a lot better to me tonight and I think it's all because of Nikolai Ehlers being up there and feeding those pucks that one pass that he had tonight uh, for that one goal was just so beautiful to Neil Pionk just oh fantastic stuff so good to see all that But um, I also wanted to talk a little bit about the Nashville Predators, though, because um, this is a team that, um, like you said, obviously we, we've we all had all the money puck pulled up of the playoff odds. We know what we need from this team in order for the Jets to make the playoffs and all that good stuff. Um, but this year aside... Uh, this is a team and a core that we're likely going to be seeing a little bit more of as we go up. You know, you've been talking about how a lot of these players should be on Milwaukee right now, and a lot of them, it's not because they're washed fourth liners, it's because they're young, up-and-coming guys. Um, so tell me a little bit about some of the young players that we saw out there tonight. Obviously, the Winnipeg native, Cody Glass, is someone that a lot of Jets fans are familiar with. Uh, Luke Evangelista, I thought, was a, a standout tonight. He's very fun to watch as well. So a couple of young players like that. Uh, give me the rundown on some of those guys that we can expect to see within the Central Division for a bit longer. Yeah, it's cool to, to watch Cody Glass, you know, him coming over from, from Vegas, uh, you know, obviously high draft pedigree, a player that uh, the, the Vegas Golden Knights took very early in the draft. And uh, it just kind of never transpired there, uh, never was able to put it together. And I think it has everything to do with confidence. And I feel the NHL, like, there's not a player that hasn't dominated some level of hockey in their life. And when they come to the NHL, all of a sudden they're surrounded by players that have dominated at every level and everyone can skate and everyone can shoot. And, you know, it's everyone knows exactly where to be and exactly what to do. And it really, it's about confidence and, and being put in a position that he's used to like playing in the top six. Uh, Obviously he's done that for Nashville for most of the year. Um, having injuries and stuff like that Cody glass being thrust into the kind of the top center, you know, top power play center has given him a ton of opportunity. And I think it's allowing him to see that he can play at the highest level and that kind of confidence and that kind of experience is going to be great for the predators going forward. And a player that, that I, I also love to talk to evangelista is slick. Uh, reminds me of Patrick Kane where it's, I'm not saying he's the same kind of player. Patrick Kane is a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about it. But Evangelista is is small. He's not a big player. But people have trouble containing him and hitting him. And uh, I can remember playing Chicago, Nashville playing Chicago, and everyone would be screaming and saying, just hit him, hit him. He can't. Like, he, you know, he's just he's too smart of a player. He's too good of a player. And Evangelista reminds me of him. Uh, tricky hands, really slick with the puck great vision and just this ability to slide and move out of the way and avoid contact. And that's important for a player, his size, but the player that I love the most right now, the young player is Tommy Novak. Um, if you go back and you watch our shows from earlier in the year from the FTN network, I, I pitched a fit because I couldn't believe that he didn't make the starting roster. He was so good last year in a third and fourth line role. Uh, he just did one of those players that is heads up slick with the puck, What I think sets him apart is his hockey IQ and his vision. He just sees things, and him and Yossi playing on the power play, kind of pitching it back and forth is is beautiful to see. Um, 
They re-signed him, I think, for two years at 850, and that will be it could be one of the best value contracts next year and the year beyond because he's an unbelievable player. That's awesome. I, I, a lot of people who are regular here know that I'm a huge fan of young players just in general. And I think a lot of people are, they're just, they're so exciting because they have so much to prove out there. And they're also just, they're unknown quantities, right? So you never really know what you're going to get early on. You're like, oh, that was awesome. Was it a fluke? Or is that going to be a pattern that's going to develop? So that's super exciting. Like from a hockey fan perspective, from a Jets fan perspective, knowing that you have all this up and coming talent, not what I want to be hearing, but you know, it is what it is. Um, it's fun. It's a fun time to be a Preds fan. It's completely different, right? They've been so competitive for the last three or four years and you know wanting veteran players and and players that they can trust and them making the move of shipping some players away which you hate to see guys like you know you're welcome Edmonton like I mean no kidding Ekholm is I mean he's a top 20 defenseman I think in the league he's lived here in Roman Yossi who I believe is a top three defenseman in the league uh, he's lived in his shadow, but he's a good puck mover and a good skater in his own right. And people in Edmonton now in Canada in general are finding out that at Ekholm is an unbelievable player. Um, obviously, uh, Nita Ryder was not here long, but like you said, was a very effective player. It was tough to see those guys go. But I think that that management, uh, David Poyle and Barry Trotz, did the right thing 100%. It, it was time to do it. And they've set themselves up to be really good very quickly again here so and these young guys are getting a ton of experience playing at the end of the year in games that really matter so it's a, it's exciting time to be a Predators fan for sure yeah and I mean that all that young talent and that you know saying the ability to be very good again very soon you know we all know that the big elephant in the room when it comes to how good is a team really going to be is always the goaltending it's always a, yeah. a a question mark for a lot of teams but uh both you and myself we have we're a little bit luckier than some others with having some good goaltending you mentioned uh Connor Hellebuck was good tonight of course you know color me shocked right but uh I thought UC Saros had a good game as well and it's the type of thing where I'm sure you're the same way as I am where someone who's watching a different team you know when you're playing against the Preds they'll come to you and they're like oh man sorry was so good tonight and you're like okay he looked like he does every night you know like you said you're spoiled you yeah. get to watch this guy play every single day but uh, I thought he looked fantastic tonight he had so much control you know that one Mark Shifley goal there were six guys in front of him he, and he almost had it too he he did have it it was just yeah. a, a, a nice bounce that ended up working out over top of the glove and whatnot but um tell me a little bit about what you saw from UC Saros in particular tonight and just a little bit about that player as well I mean he's everything for the Predators they're not even close to this without him right he's facing you know, 30 to 35, sometimes 40 shots a game. And uh, he's been unbelievable. And I'm uh, I'm man enough to admit that I was wrong about him when Pecorino was the starter here and they had Saros and people believed that Saros could take over. I was very, very hesitant. Uh, I was almost vocal about him not being able to be a, a full-time starter because of his size. He's, he's sh- I, I'm not a super tall guy, but he's shorter than me. And, uh, to play in the NHL, it, it to me, I just kept saying, and I was wrong. I kept saying it just comes down to geometry. And the reality is, is if he's down in his butterfly, the top part of the net is open. And you can be as fast as you want and have as good a reflex as you want. You know, the majority of these guys in the league can shoot the puck 80 to 90 miles an hour, you know, on every single shot. So uh I was worried that his small stature was going to to hold him back. And I'm very happy to say that he's made me look like an idiot. <laughs> he's uh, he's all world. I think if the Preds win 10 or 15 more games, that he probably very easily could threaten to, to win the Vesna Trophy. 
obviously they're they're very unlikely to make it into the playoffs. I think he'll get some votes. Uh, but the reality is, is he's a top five goalie in the league. And uh, in Nashville, we've been spoiled. We, we went from, you know, guys like uh, Thomas Vokun, Chris Mason, Dan Ellis, when he was playing unbelievable, to rate to Pecorini, rate to UC Soros. And then after him, they got Askarov, uh bench pressing the net in the, the Milwaukee Admirals minor league right now. And uh, just been absolutely spoiled at the goaltending position here in Nashville. Yeah, absolutely. I can't even imagine going from from Pecorino to uh, to Saros is crazy. And like you said, Eskarov coming up. Yeah, I've seen a couple of those highlights of him. He he seems like a bugger. I like I I remember watching him in the World Juniors and stuff too. And it was always it was always an exciting time. You know, some goaltenders are very stoic and they st- he he doesn't stand around. That that guy he's moving around. He's having a good time out there. So definitely a fun player and a fun team to watch. And like you said, good time to be a Preds fan. But uh, I want to talk about a couple things that I'm seeing in the chat here. So um, someone um, David here mentions that he sees the Preds next season being more likely to bounce back than someone like the. Canucks, even though they were both sellers at this deadline as opposed to buyers. Uh, and obviously, we've talked a little bit about how we desperately need that Canucks win tonight, uh, hopefully in regulation, but I'll take any form of win that I can get from them. Um, but um, do you see any similarities between those teams? And any, um, you know, do you see a higher likelihood for the Preds to be more of a stronger team next year as opposed to someone like the Canucks? Yeah, I think, I mean, they get healthy. They get, you know, Matt Duchesne back. They get Ryan Johansson back. They get Philip Forsberg, Roman Yossi, who is the best player on this team. It's you know, not arguable in any way, shape, or form. You already have a very solid start to your top six. Then you get guys like uh, Evangelista. You've got Tommy Novak, uh, Kiefer Sherwood, who's had an unbelievable season. A bunch of these young players that are making, you know, uh, not league minimum, but, but are definitely below a million dollars, you know, and that's uh, in a salary cap world, you need players like that that can contribute uh, and play to keep the salary cap low. So I think they have, uh, you know, one, they've got a ton of draft picks, this, this draft, uh, which is going to take place here in Nashville, uh, which I'm pretty excited about. I'm going to try to be around and go to it as much as possible. Get you know, stick my head down there. A bunch of people will be in town that I know, and I'd like to see them, but the, the Canucks, I mean, they do some puzzling things, you know, the, the heroic trade uh, at the trade deadline was very bizarre to me as a good player, but he's, you know, he's almost 30 years old. He's, he's, he's going to start to decline. Uh, and, and that's not the kind of player they need. Uh, the Kuzmenko signing, I think that that, that is a good one and they need a win as far as a front office goes, they need a win. And it looks like the Kuzmenko one is good. The JT Miller choosing him over Horvat, I will never understand. Um, he's a good offensive player, but just defensively can be a real liability. And uh, I think that the Canucks have many more right decisions to make to put them in a position to to be competitive. Um, I think, again, it comes down to goaltending, like you were saying earlier, is uh, pocket being there, they've gotten better, obviously, and uh, since the return of Demko, they've been a very, very competitive team. So I think it's very up in the air. I think the Preds have, you know, a couple years to be very, very good. But I think that the turnaround could happen very quickly. This was like a dismantling, right? Like they uh, they would have got a win of more players, I believe, if they could have. But they got an absolute king's ransom for Tanner Janot, who was one of my favorite players. It was sad to see him go. Um but I mean, for the what they got from Tampa Bay, like who would say no to that? Nobody. No so um Barry Trotz never been a GM. We're, we're gonna find out. 
uh, how well he does, but he's 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 in a very enviable position. I, I would imagine most GMs would look at this team and how it's made right now and the position that they're in with how much uh, many draft picks they have and the the salary cap space they have and would be very excited to 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 move forward with a team like that. So it's they're in a very good position moving forward. Obviously, I, I don't I never thought it would be this close. I thought that they would basically just get ran over for the for the rest of the year after the trade deadline but that's not what's happened and uh it's been exciting and it's cool seeing these young players uh getting to play in a ton of meaningful games yeah absolutely so i am running out of time on my call here with eric so before we wrap things up my last kind of general thought-provoking question for you here is basically just obviously we we know that this playoff race is tight and these three teams are going to be button heads right until the end to try and figure this out but as an intuitive hockey fan who is familiar with the league but probably doesn't scrutinize the Winnipeg Jets as much as someone like myself or any of our listeners do what did you see from the Jets tonight that you think is going to be really important for them to maintain as a competitive advantage going forward or on the other hand an area of weakness that you think is going to be really important for them to kind of clean up and fix up if they want to see any success moving forward I think the pressure, right? The the reality is is the pressure for the Preds and any team that kind of skating and size that that they have is 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 rare. You mean like there's there's teams that can pressure and can skate, but they don't have the size as well. And, you know, I mean, Ehlers is, is big. I mean, Dubois is a massive massive hockey player. Shifley's a big hockey player. Wheeler's a big hockey player. Uh, Lowry's a giant. Appleton's a giant. Like these are all big guys, and they can all skate. So when they're playing how they played tonight, with that just the pressure, you know, in deep having the defenseman having to turn and go back and retrieve pucks and wing it around the wall and the wingers cutting it off like that's one it's exhausting to play against it's irritating to play against especially as a defenseman and as a winger like you're just you're getting crashed into and banged into every time the puck goes into your end and then by the time you you gather the puck and are able to get it out of your zone you're so tired from chasing them around you have to dump it in and go change and that's what we saw over and over and over and over and over and over in the second and third period tonight. And uh, if they play like that, there's nobody they can't beat. As you know, any good hockey fan knows, it comes down to, to goaltending. And Hellebuck has had a very, very good year. I would say that none of the problems that they've had in the second half of the season have anything to do with Connor Hellebuck. Oh, He's an elite goaltender, always has been. And if you have that, you can beat anybody in the playoffs. Absolutely. That's, again, the thing, like you said, the playoffs are so bizarre. Um, So a goaltender can win or lose you a series any day of the week. It's a coin flip a lot of the time. And a goalie like Connor Hellebuck can steal a series for any team, even if they're as deeply flawed as the Winnipeg Jets are. So um, before I let you go, before we we sign off for the evening, for those of you who are listening live, thank you so much for being here. Make sure you uh, leave a like and make sure you subscribe to SDPN before you head out. Um, But I just want to hear some of your wild playoff predictions and what you think is going to happen, maybe particular to the Western Conference, because we all have so many thoughts. That Eastern Conference looks wide open and crazy fun. Um, But what are some of your crazy playoff predictions or some of your hot takes that you think we might see down the stretch uh so I, i've loved the los angeles kings all year uh i um i like to drink heavily at the start of the year and then make a bunch of long-term future bets for who's going to play for and win the stanley cup uh, i don't advise anybody to do that but that's what i like to do uh and and the the los angeles kings is a team i put uh I'm not a massive, uh, you know, big money gambler, but, you know, like a big bet would be like, you know, five, 10, 20 bucks if I'm really confident on it. Um, 
just do, you know, if you're into betting, just relax, take it easy. You know, you're not going to change your fortunes by betting on hockey because it's madness. Uh, but yeah, I love Los Angeles. If they, they, they've gotten pretty good goaltending from Corpus Allo and Phoenix Copley, I think is one of the coolest stories of the year. Um, if I'm going to pick any team right now out of the West, uh, it would be Edmonton. I'm not betting against Connor McDavid. And I feel it, it sounds homerish, but the addition of Matthias Ekholm made this the most complete Edmonton Oilers team that we've seen in five years. No, uh, you're 100% exactly right. Exactly what they exactly what they needed. I mean, exactly what they needed. And you can see how good they've been since acquiring him. It's it's not uh, it's not rocket science. It's he's he's an unbelievable player and exactly the kind of player they needed. He's big, he can skate, he can move the puck. His first pass is always awesome. He's mean, uh like I'm talking mean. Like he's viking mean, you know, in front of the net. And uh you need guys like that uh Hockey is still a full contact sport. If I'm picking someone to win the Stanley Cup, I, I'm picking Edmonton to win the Stanley Cup in the West. Uh, the obviously the East is littered with, I mean, the Boston Bruins. It's insane. You know, uh, Taylor Hall is healthy right now, and they don't have enough money to fit him in, so he's just going to wait until the playoffs. You got to fix that NHL. Um, New Jersey Devils are a great story. Ton of speed, ton of skill. Jack Hughes is one of my favorite players to watch. And I, I've been a Maple Leafs fan my entire life. Uh, I still, they don't make it easy, um, but I've followed the Maple Leafs my whole life. Uh, I'm not quite as insane as Steve, but uh, I'm I'm uh, a little more level-headed when it comes to them. Um, but they've, I mean, the camera for the, or the monkey for them is just making it out of the first round. I believe they do it this year. And uh, a crazy prediction, whoever Boston plays, I've got this weird, sneaky gut feeling that Boston's going to lose in the first round. And how many times have we seen it? The President's Trophy winner get outed in the first round by a team that barely snuck in. So uh, I'm not going to put any money on it, but I've got a weird gut feeling. Remember I said that. Interesting. Okay, I'm, I'm going to hold you to a lot of these because I feel like you made some you know, definitely some good points. Um, I am a massive Leafs and Oilers hater. Like I will, you will you know, pull up me kicking and screaming before I say anything good about either of those teams. But the Edmonton Oilers had one of the best deadlines of any team in the NHL. I was so mad when they brought in Bukestad and Ekholm. I was like, are you joking? Like, I I didn't want them to get good and they got better. And they've been so fantastic ever since. And I fully agree. This is the year the Leafs do it. This is the year they get the monkey off the back and and they make it out of there. Uh, This Tampa team isn't as good as they've been in the last couple of years. Still fantastic. Still anything can happen. Um, And I like the Bruins hot take. It's fun. It's spicy. And I feel like the East has a lot of room for some upsets. So, um, Eric, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. It's been super fantastic. Thank you for spending your Saturday evening with us. For any of you who are listening, um, it's been a great time. Before you leave, uh, Eric, where can all of our listeners find you uh, on Twitter or anything else? Yeah, the Eric Young on Twitter, the Eric Young IG on Instagram, uh, FTN Network, uh, FTN Daily. Uh, that That's the network I work for. Uh, me and my friend Chris Meany, who lives in the East Coast, do a really cool uh, betting uh, hockey show we basically just talk hockey but it's definitely betting centric about you know shot props and goal scores and parlays and things like that uh it's called dango bet Selly. anywhere you can find uh you know uh itunes or apple or wherever podcatcher anything that you use to download those you can download that like you said is you know if you're you know you're you're watching this stuff and you're enjoying it just 
even if you don't watch everyone subscribe like it, it, it's it's how it gets seen it's how it grows it's how it stays around if it's something that you enjoy you got to support it or it or it disappears so uh but yeah it's uh this was really fun i will talk hockey uh all day everybody every day with anybody you're a passionate winnipeg jets fan this was really cool this is my third game over i'm making Oh, and I've lost him. That's the end of our meeting. I knew I knew we were cutting it close. But uh, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us tonight. It's been a ton of fun. Uh, make sure you hit the like button on the way out. And we will see you all next time. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.